1395 Adelaide's 5AA. This is the First 11 Cricket Show. Got him. Well, that's a good way to do it. Very close. Out. Good shot. Pulled away. Four runs. Bang. Hits that one away. That's six. You've heard it enough times over the last couple of days, but Happy New Year to you from us at the First 11 Cricket Show. It's the first time in 2021 we've gotten to join you, so we're excited to do that. And Paul Bonzer, as he joins me every week, Sam Tugwell here as well. We're here for the next hour to chat all things cricket. Paul, uh, New Year's Eve didn't quite go for us as locals here in Adelaide cricket-wise, but nonetheless, uh, a great start to the year. I hope for you. It was yeah, very uh, very slow start for me. Right. I'm just in first gear. I'll warm up as the uh, year goes on. I'm sure you got plenty of uh, plenty a of, bit of uh, yeah. Unsha- going on around here. Unshaven look. Uh, yeah, I'm on holidays, so we can both do that, can't we? Yeah, yeah. We're on holidays. Yeah, yeah. A bit scruffy looking, but that's okay. <laughs> that's that's the holiday feel that we're bringing to the table first week of January. Hopefully, you've had a great uh, a week. Hopefully, it's sort of felt a little holiday like for everyone, and you're sort of getting some time to yourselves now as we uh, get 2021 underway. And we might as well jump straight into the cricket. There's lots happening at the moment. We're in between the second and third tests between Australia and India, uh, which we'll talk plenty about later on in the show. Of course, the Big Bash is up and about. And our Adelaide Strikers uh, are top story at the moment as well. We've got Peter Siddle on the show tonight. Can't wait to talk to Sids. He's always a good chat. And one of the superstars of the BBL, let's yeah. be honest. He is an absolute superstar and well-loved by the fans here in Adelaide. Certainly is. And we've got a, 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 a... There's one game of cricket going on in South Australia today. One. Yes. That's it. There's just yeah, one well, game. The one that we could find, anyway, and apart from the, the many backyard <laughs> oh, ones yeah. that are going on. Uh, the Alexandra and Eastern Hills competition have their A-grade T20 and it's Langhorn Creek Tigers versus the Nan Razorback. So we'll update you on that. It's played at the beautiful Langhorn Creek ground, which is absolute Lovely. picture. It's glorious up there. Uh, so Langhorn Creek Tigers versus Nan Razorbacks. I can give you an update straight away, oh, Sam. Really? Langhorn Creek batted first. They were seven for 129 <laughs> off their 20 overs. Yeah. And, uh, Nan, a bit of a slow start, but we'll get into that a bit later. Great. I think we'll keep you updated throughout the day. That's the only game of cricket happening in South Australia today. So we're live and local as it happens. But we might as well talk, as we were saying, about the Adelaide Strikers. Played on New Year's Eve. They were on top of the ladder during the week. They're no longer there anymore. That's how quickly time moves in this competition. They're back on deck again tomorrow, which is great against the Sydney Sixers. But one win and one loss this week. And we might as well reflect quickly on New Year's Eve itself, the last game they've played. Yeah, well, they batted first, lost the toss and got sent in, which was unusual because... They've been uh, bowling very well and keeping teams under their score, whatever they get. So, Strikers made nine for 146. Alex Carey, the captain, was oh. magnificent. 82 or 59 deliveries. Jai Richardson was very good for the opposition. Three for 19. And in reply, the Scorchers got the runs three wickets down. They were three for 147. Jason Roy, 49. Josh Inglis, 44. Not. And Mitch Marsh, 38. Not. Wes Agar, two for 43. Mm. It's a bit of an embarrassing effort on News Eve, unfortunately, for us. We just had one player who really got underway with the bat, and we couldn't quite muster a score, which was competitive enough, even though, you know, a couple of nights earlier, we were incredible against the Perth Scorchers. Keep kept losing wickets on News Eve, mm. which, yeah, and no one could stay with Alex Carey. And unfortunately, um, yeah, didn't get the chocolates, but the... On the 28th, on Proclamation Day, yeah. South Australian Day, uh, we did get the win where the Strikers were 8 for 165. They batted first. Salt, 51. 
Rashid 29, and we'll talk more about Rash's 29. Oh, yeah. Um, and the Scorchers were all out for 94. Livingston, the only one that really got amongst them. He made 22. But all the bowlers got two for. Bizarre. Briggs, two for eight. Agar, two for 16. Rash, two for 18. Sid's two for 23. And Dan Worrell, two for 29. So great team bowling effort to bowl the Scorchers out for 94. Outstanding. I love that. And Phil sold in nice 50 as well, as he said before, there off 30 balls, which I thought was great because I haven't felt like I've seen him hit mass runs and really entertaining authoritative runs like he had the other night, which was great to see him in good form in Oz. He will give you... 50, he's, he, I don't like saying this, but he's almost a, a 50 or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It, it, he, if he'll come off. Feels like that, yeah. And he seems to come off more often than not, but he will go hard from the get-go. Yeah, so it, that's that's what you get with Phil Salt. Is a little bit like that. You want to you want to see consistency, but you also want to be entertained, and he's one of those that will be that X factor if you need him to be. Might as well jump into the good stuff. Rashid Khan, like you mentioned, he's, he's 29 off 13. It's almost silliness. I know it's not a, a 60 or 15 like we've seen with some players, Nicholas Perrin like in the last week, which was remarkable, but he's just uh, quite a, a different player, Rashid Khan. He's on another planet. His straight pull helicopter. <laughs> like what is that's that? That's what I've called it, the straight pull helicopter, <laughs> is a thing of beauty. It I actually is. tweeted it on the night. It, it was great. I don't know how he does it. I know. He, I couldn't the work out either. The bat speed is incredible. It's just... Like, <laughs> it just swings the bat. He knows exactly where it's going. He's planned it all. He's he's a king. He's a master. I was in the stands, or mid-wicket up in the uh, western stands, and he's hit it down the ground toward the scoreboard. And me and my four mates were with, we all looked at each other and went, did he actually mean to hit it there? Is that actually where it's gone? Like, what? what? We're so confused. 140 clicks, and he he's does. playing helicopter shots down the ground for six at Adelaide Oval. <laughs> he's taking the mickey. But he's that talented a player, hence why he was named, and not because of his batting only. His bowling is even more impressive. The ICC T20 Men's Player of the Decade. Now, that's not bad. And he's only, well, aged, what, 20, early 20s, as they say? 22, allegedly. Remarkable that in the last 10 years he's outplayed some, like, A.B. de Villiers, uh, Chris Lynn, oh, probably not quite up to Chris Lynn. Coley. Coley, yeah, there's some remarkable T20 players in the world. I mean, Chris Gale, please. I mean, there's some amazing players the last 10 years, and he's trumped them all, and we've got him here in Adelaide. It is amazing. He is amazing. We, we'd love Rash. Just again, the smile on his face when he's playing the game, whatever he does, he's always so. I guess what's the the intensity he has, mm. but also the joy that he yeah. has playing the game. It, it's amazing. Yeah, he, he is. <laughs> we are very lucky to witness Rashid Khan <laughs> as we have in the last few years. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's not the only player in this team who have uh, who've been involved this season and at quite a level. I want to hear about your thoughts on our batting lineup in that strikers team because they've been a hit and miss this year, the strikers, unfortunately. Like, yeah, we were top of the table for a week after we beat the Scorchers quite considerably on Monday, but you fast forward, a few more games are played, some teams win games, we lose one on New Year's, and all of a sudden we're down to fourth. And we're three and three, and you sort of think there's been some missed opportunities throughout this season. What's the issues? Um, I don't, I don't know. Look, I, I think they're probably, if I'm being totally honest, they're probably a batter short. Mm. So, but Dizzy has remained with Renshaw at three, Carey at four, although Carey missed a couple of games early, and Wells at five. Mm. 
I wouldn't mind seeing Wells and Renshaw swap. Okay. I think Wells could control the innings quite well. Yeah. We've shown that in the last two seasons. And I think he almost deserves a crack at three after the last couple of years he's he's had batting at five. You could say, you know, if it's not if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, leave, yeah, leave but- him leave him at five or four. he was batting four a lot last year as well. Wouldn't mind seeing John Wells our man, John Wells. Yeah. Tried okay. it uh, tried at three. It's not a stupid idea. And and well, there was a year or two where he was basically one of the top run scorers of the whole seat, the competition. Hmm. And he was it was really blitzing it for I think a good two seasons straight, the last couple, even when the strikers weren't playing so well. And even batting so far down the order, especially in T twenty, you have to get started even earlier in your innings, rather than if you bat at three, you can probably come in at four or five overs into the game, maybe even seven or eight overs into the game if your openers do well, and you've still got mass time to get yourself set and then go. For him, he's coming in probably 10, 11 overs into the game, usually, and then he has to kind of start pretty quickly to get his innings underway. So if you gave him a bit of settle time, he could make great innings uh, from number three quite more well, consistently. Well, what he does do is when he comes in, he's always looking to score runs, rotating the strike. So he does pick up those quick ones. Mm. He's he's one of the quickest between the wickets in the competition, so he'll turn one into twos. Mm. So if you get him at the top of the order at three, maybe he controls the innings a little bit more. Has You get some stability there because he's obviously been playing some good cricket for the last two years. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to see it. I like it. I might be wrong, Diz. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, but I'd like to see him given a shot at three. I'd like to see what Peter Siddle thinks of that at six thirty. We'll have a chat to him then. You can put that to him. See whether he wants to see Johnny up the order a little bit. Straight back, he'll play. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I would also like to see uh, Matt Short. I don't think he's, a, a, he's been a pretty good cricketer, but I don't think batting down the order is his spot. Okay. Again, I I think he's more of a top order player. Mm. So I'd like to see them give a Liam Scott or a Cam Valenti oh. a crack down there. All-rounder. Um, for, just for that that purpose, it gives you another option with the ball. Yeah, I like that. Not that it, not that bowling attack it needs yeah, much options. Good. It's a pretty good attack. <laughs> but if you have a night where someone's struggling a bit, let's say Wes Agar's just struggling a little yeah. bit, getting hit around a bit, um, Danny Briggs you've seen with, has been subbed out, but it's mm. great to see him going very well now. Uh, you just just maybe an all rounder in that in that number six spot. Yeah, and, and I know the X factor sub rule is in for that exact reason. For if someone's struggling, you can pull them out of the game, put someone else in, like a Valenti or a, um, a Scott, who can give you both ends of the game as well. A little bit of value there, but it's spot on. Like, why not just take them straight into the game, give them the confidence and the faith in them, um, you know, from the coach that. You, you can play the full 20 overs of each end of the game and, and dominate for us and play your role and they can feel a little bit more invested in the game in that set, in that space. So I'd love to see that. Yeah. And maybe it is Valente uh, to start with Campbelletti yeah. because Earned his uh, he's, yeah, he's had a, a really good year at grade level as well, a previous year. So he's, and probably a bit more experience can hit the ball. Mm. Also made a, a one day hundred for the Redbacks as well. I think. Mm. Yeah, maybe maybe he's the one. Yeah, 
And he's got a really good arsenal of uh, variation when it comes to with the ball as well, which I've really yep, enjoyed. Agree with you. Using the BBL in the past, which has actually won us games um, near the death as well in the past. So he's he's a great star. I would like to see that. So maybe we'll put all that to Peter Siddle a little later when we chat to him at 6.30. We'll see what his thoughts are because he'll have a bit more know-how than us. Before we go to the break, we're going to talk about the Test match very shortly and how David Warner's shaping because apparently he's not quite mm-hmm. 100% yet. We'll talk about that. Yesterday was New Year's Day, Bonds. We sat around, did a whole lot of nothing, didn't we? Both of us did anyway. Hanging out for the cricket to start at 6.30. Yeah. <laughs> so, our idea, we've come up this together. This is the first 11 cricket show idea. We're putting it to Cricket Australia yeah. in an email. Soon. Tomorrow. Tonight. Tonight. Uh, there <laughs> should be a triple header on New Year's Day. Yeah. A big bash triple header. Make it happen. So, start the game. First game's at 12 o'clock when everyone wakes up. Yep. <laughs> Maybe one. Yeah. <laughs> and then then the game at four and then the game at seven. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Oh, you couldn't think of anything better just to sit on the couch, crack open a beer or three, and just watch the cricket all day. And it doesn't have to be white white clothing. It's big bash stuff. You're yep. entertained all the way through. Yep. At no stage in the day you're bored because there's good stuff happening all the time. Fantastic. I'm all, bo- I'm all for 100, 120 overs of just pure entertainment all day. It's, it's got to happen. No, I'm all for it. It's got to happen. Eight double two three double O double O. You can have your say. Should we bring in New Year's Day cricket, a triple header? Can we just be entertained for a whole day? Don't have to think. You don't have to do anything. You can just let the TV and the colours of cricket wash over you. That's, that's what it's all about. I love it. Have your say. Fifty dollar ace cricket voucher on the on the line for you if you'd like to grab that. We're talking all things uh, SA cricket today. Also, the test match coming up. We'll talk about David Warner and his progress and hopefully coming back for the Australians. We desperately need him. We lost the Boxing Day test. Will he be back? On our next. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. 17 minutes after 6 on 5AA. Got Sam Tugwell and Paul Bonza here for the First 11 Cricket Show. Saturday evening, the 2nd of January. Welcome to 2021. Paul Bonza, there is uh, a lot of news on the Test match front. Australia and India, we're going to get to that very, very shortly. But the biggest news in South Australian cricket today that we need to give you the latest on is what's happening at Langhorn Creek. Well, Langhorn Creek, uh, <laughs> as as you know, we said that Langhorn Creek batted first. They made seven for 129 off their 20 overs. Nan, in reply, in a bit of trouble. Oh, they're four for 46. However, Lukey Timmons is going nuts. He's 26 off 22. <laughs> so he might save them. <laughs> So that's that. And also, uh, in the Big Bash, uh, the Hurricanes finished after their 20 overs, 5 for 164. Oh, but that's not as interesting as what's happening at Langhorne. No. no, <laughs> go, no. go, Timmy. All right, um, let's talk about what's happening in, this, in the Test Arena. India levelling the series on uh, in the Boxing Day Test at the MCG, one apiece now, winning by eight wickets. Um, Rahane was uh, just out of this world. His captaincy was next level. His batting rose to another level as well. Um, and he took out um, the Muller Medal, which was the first time they've uh, awarded that at the Boxing Day Test. But the question is, can Australia's batting hold up in the third and fourth test to hopefully win the series somehow? And we're going to need David Warner, I think, in this space. So is he going to be around to play in the third test? I'm not sure, Sam. Uh, you see an article online today saying if he plays, he will not be fit. <sighs> so do you take a 90% Dave Warner into the game? Like he can bat and, and mm. run between wickets, but 
there's a chance that if he pushes too hard, it's the it's groin will go again. I I I I don't know. But if you don't play him, do, you know you obviously need the talent of Dade Warner in the side. He's um he said that it's highly doubtful he'll be a hundred percent fit. Yes. Now that doesn't mean he won't play or won't put his hand up to play, even if he's ninety percent, eighty percent, whatever. He just knows that he likes to be fully fit so he can, well, obviously you would, but so he can run between wickets hard because that's a high priority to him, turning the strike yep. over and being yep. a good batting partner yep. and also being good in the field. He needs to be able to field well. And I think that's his, they're his main key boxes he wants to tick off here. If he can get those things right and he can run well, yep. he's going to feel a little bit more confident. He might not have the ability to play all his shots. That's fine. You're restricted for injury, but... At least you can do majority of the job. I think that's all he's worried about. Mm, it's it's going to be very interesting. I think they'll make a decision on him reasonably early. So yeah. it'll be, yeah. I think we're here tomorrow or Tuesday at the latest. Yeah. It'll be Warner, yes, I'm fit and I'm playing, or no, I'm not playing, I'll play in the fourth test. Mm. So, yeah, really interesting. You spoke about will Australia's batting be good enough? Here's some totals for you. Okay. If I was to ask you, here's a question with that notes. If I was to ask you who is averaging uh, better than any other player in the top seven for Australia, who would it be? Um, it's not, lab- I would say, Matthew Wade. It's Tim Payne. Wow. So, uh, to give you the totals, to give you an idea, Burns scored 63 runs at 21. Matthew yep. Wade, 111 runs at 27. Labashane, 32, uh, 129 runs at 32. Steve Smith, 10 runs at mm, three. That's awful. That's the issue. That's massive issue. Um, Travis Head, 62 runs at 20. Cameron Green, 68 runs at 22 and a bit. And Tim Payne, 87 runs at 43. Right. Um, you're not going to win many test matches with your top order averaging 20. No. Every one of them are averaging really really standard basic numbers that aren't good enough for our our standards in Australia. We we expect, especially on our home pitches, you'd, you'd expect that maybe overseas. You'd say, hey, we're playing New Zealand, we're playing in no, India, that, Sri Lanka. That, that's just not good enough. You're not going to win test matches. But you'd, under, you'd almost understand if that was the case overseas, I think, is more the case. It's When you're in Australia, the there's no excuses anymore. No. Like, you're on the home soil, you're bat- this is a batting paradise. Every ground we put up is a batting paradise. Having said that, the pitches have been really fair, and it's kind of been more enjoyable for the viewer. They've been excellent it's, wickets. It's been fantastic neutral um, wickets made, but it's made the bowlers, like the bowlers have really come into their own and made it tough. The Indian bowlers have bowled exceptionally well. I want to give them credit. They've been exceptional, but our batting has been just as bad as they've been good, and that hasn't been good enough. Now, the question now is about selection. We've got Will Pekofsky back in the squad, which is great news, and hopefully he's able to fully recovered. And we're, I mean, a lot of discussion as to whether you even pick him or not because he mm-hmm. hasn't been in cricket for a while now. Um, and Abbott's back in the squad. Harris is already there in the squad. Warner might be back to play as well. Who the hell comes out? If Warner plays, do you play Pekofsky as well? I'd love to. I I'd, think you do. I'd love to, yeah. If Warner doesn't play, does Pukowski play or does Harris play? Well, Har- well, that's the thing. If you're going to pick Pukowski anyway to bat with Warner, then that means Harris isn't getting a gig before Pukowski. So 
if you're going to not play Warner and it's out of now Pekovsky or Harris, who do you pick? It, it, it's still got to be Pekovsky, isn't it? But Harris has been, he's been snubbed hard here. Before the Australia A game where Pekovsky got hit in the helmet, he was opening for Australia. 100%. And before Warner did his groin, it was Warner and Pekovsky were the opening pair. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I you've got to go with that. Because yeah. that's what you wanted at the start. That's what we want. Yeah. We have a guy who has made a mountain of runs, who is batting better than anyone in Australia. We want him in. Yeah. That was that was utopia, wasn't it? Yeah. Harris now is an interesting conversation because it's not like he's batted any more than Bukowski has since that last game because there has been a, there's been no red ball cricket since then. So it's you're basing it on the same numbers and facts that you had before. Will Bukowski was struck and had that another issue concussion. The only issue is, is throwing him into the deep end of test cricket after a ninth concussion worthwhile? And if it isn't now, I suppose the question is, is it ever appropriate to put him into the deep end of test cricket with issues with concussion? I'm thinking if it's happened eight times and we're willing to put him into a test team because he's hit two double tons, I think it's okay after nine times. Don't you think? in those two double tons that he copped a few bounces. Oh, yeah. And we saw it first We watched hand. a lot of great short ball playing. <laughs> so, yeah, I, look, I, I think he has to play. If Bukowski's not going to play, then Harris plays. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Harris is third in line. He in had his book. go-to. He's third, yeah, he's, he's had a crack and, and performed okay. Yeah. But he's third in line. So, mm. for me, it's Bukowski and Warner if he's fit. If Warner's not fit, Wade continues to open – Travis Head keeps his spot on the side because if Warner is fit, I think Trav's in a bit of trouble. Okay, so we've got Warner and Pekofsky opening the batting in Utopia, right? Wade now has to go down the order, or does he go out? If he goes down the order, someone else in the middle order has to go, and is it Travis Head? He's he's our golden child here in South Australia. I, I hate having to put him in the conversation, but it's it's right now he's probably the guy that has to get the chop. Yeah, I, I think he's going to miss out. I, I think Wade pushing himself, like putting his hand up and say, yeah, I'll open the batting and performed okay. Wasn't outstanding. Mm-hmm. Again, we're talking Wade's averaging 27, Trav's averaging 21. There's not a lot in it. There's hardly anything in it. Um, you know, Travis Head came in in a really important time at the end of, in that uh, second test at the end of, uh, day two and, and, Batted some really important minutes. Yeah. Faced a lot of balls, uh, but then got out on the next day. You know, uh, uh, 50 probably keeps trapping the side. Mm. Well, that's the thing. He, there's been so many chances for him and opportunities for him to lock himself away. Wayne Phillips has been saying it all week. He hasn't done anything to keep himself in the team. You know, he's, he's done enough to get himself there and to stay, but he hasn't done enough to tell the selectors not to flick him. You know, he's just, Getting out at the wrong time. He gets the starts and gets out. It's been an issue throughout his whole career. And it's a shame because we think he's an amazing cricketer. I think everyone wants him to do well. And I think Cricket Australia's selectors want him to be there long term. But if you can't help yourself and you, f- and you, and you find a way to fail more often than not, just when you, when your team needs you to just push on, that's not quite getting you ahead of someone who's done the team thing. Matthew Wade has been taken out of his position. And you can't cut a guy for basically jumping out of a, a, a natural position of his into something else for the benefit of the team. And, and he, he probably okay. looked as good as any 
of the top six batters in the yeah. last test as well. Mm. Just if you're looking at what the way they played, I think he probably looked as as good as anyone. But played a filthy shot to get out to Ashwin. You know, so there's that. In, it's just such an intriguing conversation, and this conversation's happening not just in the selection room of the Australian <laughs> team. It's happening in every cricket club yeah. around the country, and even front bar oh, yeah. <laughs> around the country <laughs> with the experts there. So it, it's going to be fascinating. And what a week we've got coming up with the Test match starting on Thursday in Sydney. Which will the there be bit. crowds? Will Will there be people there? How's it even going to be in Sydney if cases continue to go up? Well, now they're talking about masks being mandatory yeah. unless you're in your seat. So if you're walking around, you can wear you ha- you have to have a mask yeah. on. Uh, but if you're sitting in your seat, you can take it off. It's it's going to be a strange strange situation because it's a gutsy call to get yourself to Sydney. They haven't left. Just a, a caveat on this: the Australian cricketers haven't left Melbourne yet. They're still there until yep. at least tomorrow night. Yep. So. If another big booming set of cases comes out tomorrow, don't be surprised if Cricket Australia do make a call. Yeah, was, it's it's doubtful and so unlikely. Eighteen today in Sydney, is that right? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, so if that goes to fifty tomorrow, oh, imagine. I don't think they're they're leaving Melbourne. Cricket Australia will stay there. You'd think. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you'd yeah. want to hope anyway. Let me ask you this: without notice, would you go to the Test match? Absolutely not. Knowing no. knowing that there's a chance that you might get COVID. Let's just take it back to when we were in Adelaide and we had our lockdown situation. The week of, we were talking about us losing the test because we had a handful of cases that we were tracking. Over there in New South Wales, it's a little bit more, there's a lot more going on. And they're talking about having uh, committing themselves to the test match and having crowds of some sort. We, we weren't even going to get it. We were going to lose it for having the exact same circumstance here and smaller and being tracked. So I find it, I can understand why there's a lot of anger around it. And I, and I don't think many people would want to go. I wouldn't if it was in Adelaide and we had the same circumstance. No. Would you? Uh, yeah, I'd go and I'd wear a mask. There you go. Because I love cricket. Eight double two three double O double O. You can always have your say here on the show. Before we go to the break, quick score update from Langholm oh, okay. Creek. Nan, a five for 64. Lukey Timmons is still there. Oh, He's my 30 goodness. 30 not out. Oh, wow. That's 13 overs down. It's all happening there at Langhorn Creek. Up next from the Adelaide Strikers, Peter Siddle. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. 27 minutes to 7 here on a Saturday evening here on the First 11 Cricket Show. Sam Tugwell with Paul Bonza here once again for your Saturday. Happy 2021. Bonds, just before we get to Peter Siddle from the Adelaide Strikers, an update there at Langhorn Creek. It's getting pretty uh, fired up. Yes, Langhorn Creek have lost the wicket of Luke Timmons. Oh, no. He's out for 30. Great knock. Six for 67. The Razorbacks chasing 129. I think they're in a bit of trouble. They've never had so much airtime on a com- commercial station, <laughs> these two clubs. The only game happening at the moment in South Australia, if you've just joined us. Uh, we're just keeping little tabs on that at the moment. But, of course, the Strikers are the hot story at the moment. They had their game on New Year's Eve. It didn't quite go to plan. Peter Siddle was there. He's their main strike bowler. He joins us now on the First Eleven Cricket Show. How are you, Sids? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Uh, oh. Just laying in, laying in bed from a nap up here on the Gold Coast. They're not too bad. You've flown up there as a, a massive group of 18, haven't you? Yeah, we have. I think just with everything that's going on at the moment, um, you can never be uh, too sure where <laughs> you might end up getting stuck. So it's a little bit easier to fly with the whole uh, the whole group um, and have everyone here and, um, and ready to go. 
Now, you didn't quite all go to plan on New Year's Eve. Uh, a loss, unfortunately, the Scorchers after you won a few days earlier. What? How did it all go down? Yeah, disappointing, obviously, yeah. With the couple of days previous to that, we had a, a big win against them. Um, so, to, yeah, to, to, uh, to sort of reverse the tables on us um, on New Year's Eve was disappointing in front of a big crowd. So, I think, yeah, we just weren't quite on. Um, we probably didn't get enough runs on the board. It was a nice wicket. Uh, and then, yeah, the uh, Scorchers just sort of coasted through, but... You know, just when defending low totals, to be able to you know push it to the 18th over, um, still showed a lot of character, and the boys uh, boys are up and about. Mate, you're having another great year for the strikers. Ten wickets at 16. You must be happy with the way they're coming out, mate. Yeah, I am. It's it's always nice to be able to um, yeah c- contribute and take a few wickets along the way, and um, yeah, I guess you, you you want to be winning games though. So at this stage, we're 50 50 uh, from the first from the first six. So. Hopefully now we can get on a bit of a roll and um, you know get a few wins um, over the next few weeks as we do come back home um, and play three more home games um, in, the, in the in the coming weeks. So yeah, looking forward to that. Now you also got the chance to captain the side as well when Alex Carey wasn't there. Did you enjoy captaining the Strikers? Um, well, it's sort of a funny one. I enjoyed obviously you know the the chance to captain them, um, but. Uh, T20 is a game that I usually have fun and enjoy, um, but whilst being captain, it, it <laughs> definitely wasn't quite as enjoyable. Um, uh, if I had, to, if I have to be honest, yeah, you, you, you concentrate and you're worrying about all these different field placements and everything that's going on in the game that you probably don't enjoy it as much as you normally do. So, no, I, I definitely loved the opportunity, um, but yeah, if I had fun, uh, probably not as much as um, just running around out having a bowl. No, it, it makes total sense. As a bowler, you get a little bit more involvement in the field too. You've got to think about yourself a little bit as well. Um, I want to talk about you, Sid, as a bowler. You, what, you're in your 30s now. You've, you're sort of at the back end of your career, but you're still bowling incredibly well. How do you go about your preparation for T20 cricket? Are you still just trying to hone your, your most basic skills to try and execute as consistently as possible each and every game? Or are you in, innovating a little bit still as well and trying to find different variations at training? A little bit of both. I think more than my stock ball, obviously, you know, hard length, which I bowl a lot of in mm. red ball cricket over the years, is I don't do a lot of that. Um, but, yeah, I, I do tend to practice the things that... Um, but, you know, I sort of have to for the times that I bowl in um, 2020 cricket. I spend a lot of time bowling, you know, in the in the big overs at the back end around the death and all that type of stuff. So Yorkers, slow balls um, and a few different tricks. I tend to concentrate on those things, getting those things right and, and just having the confidence to know that, um, you know, I'm prepared and, and, and ready to nail those. But, um, yeah, I keep it pretty simple. All, all my deliveries, are, yeah, that there's nothing too fancy about it. Uh, try and keep it pretty simple. Just make sure that I can execute them um, more often than not, and, uh, and and that pays off. Do you have a personal mentor when it comes to your bowling? Like, is there someone that you turn to mm. for advice? Uh, not not so much. Um, I think over the years, I've I've had a lot of coaches. I've played a different uh, a lot of different teams around the world that I've worked with so many different people that I tend to just remember um, and, and and just what what different people have told me over time and different tricks and all those type of things. So. Um, I sort of just go on experience now and what I've learnt um, and I sort of got to a point now that I know what I what works for me and I know what I need to do to to improve on different little areas so it's um, it's definitely got a lot easier for me at the ba- at the back end um, and by taking a little bit um, more relaxed approach it's um, it's sort of paying off on the in performances on the field
All right, speaking of practising, uh, have you been practising the straight pull helicopter shots <laughs> that Rashid pulled out? <laughs> Mate, as you can see, I've, um, I've made sure I've slotted myself in at number 11 this year and, um, and, and hopefully am not required for the rest of the tournament. So I don't need to be um, yeah, going out there and, and, and trying to slog any fancy stuff. I think um, yeah, the, the T20 format um, is Definitely doesn't suit my type of batting, so I'll stay at number eleven. And like I said, hopefully don't. Hopefully I'm not required. Surely we're done trying to understand how Rashid Khan operates, not just as a batsman, but just as a cricketer and himself. I know he's player of the decade in the T20 format or whatever, but mate, he's a he's a, he's from another planet, isn't he? He is, and I think um, you know it's similar to different sportsmen. You know, the footy players that kick the you know the fancy snaps and stuff um, yeah. for goal. He's the same. He, like those shots we see him play, and they're not like, you know, he's just, you know, oh, I'll just pull it out in the game and see if it works. Like he actually practices all those shots that he plays, and um, it, it's it's actually quite fun at training just to watch him go about his net sessions with the bat and um, see him trying all these different shots. And because um, yeah, when they do come out, it, it, it does go give give you raw for the boys. They love it. Well, what about, like, so the switch hit is obviously one of those little pesky shots now that batsmen have that can annoy bowlers. What's Rashid Khan like to bowl in at, at the in the nets, you know, when he's just, you know, so unpredictable? How is it that you go about playing to a player like that? I think he tends to be a player that he's, it, it, it's great for a bowler to bowl to because he does play all types of shots. Mm. He, can, he can score in any zone. Uh, he, he's actually a nice player to bowl to, especially, like I said earlier, about practicing bowling at the death and and those type of things, he's the perfect player to play um, bowl to. So it's um, it is hard work, but yeah. But on the other hand, you know you want to, you want to practice against players that can do all types of things, and, and he's definitely one of those. Is there one or a couple of players that you don't like bowling to? Mm. Like, is it a Maxwell? Uh, is it a is it a Dan Christian? Yeah. No, not so much. I think that's the enjoyment about T Twenty, and I think from someone like me that. You know, I was a bit of a perfectionist and wants to perform against the best players that, um, yeah, they're, they're the ones I actually want to bowl to and, and have a bit of fun with. So I think that the, the hardest one um, for me is probably just playing against my mates. And um, because I have played in, in a lot of different teams and, and represented Australia with a lot of, a lot of these guys that, um, yeah, a lot of them are. But, yeah, my close mates, they're probably the hardest ones to bowl to. It's always a little <laughs> bit awkward and a bit funny um, running at them and having to, and having to trundle it out. Such a great call. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, for those who don't know, well, probably a lot of play, uh, people do know that are listening, uh, you're a big basketball fan. Oh, yes. And you're a fan of Melbourne United. <laughs> but <laughs> you, you go to a lot of basketball games. We see you here. I, actually, I actually saw you at the uh, pre-season 36ers game as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how long before you're a, a Sixers fan and not a Melbourne United fan? <laughs> Well, on that, I, I do support a lot of a lot of basketball, and I have been to a lot of Adelaide games. I do support them as well. As well. But no, I'll always be a Melbourne fan. But after that pre-season game, I've, um, I follow all basketball very closely, and um, I was a bit excited to watch uh, Josh Giddy play that, that uh, practice game. And uh, for a little Christmas present for myself, I got myself a, um, a Chris Goulding shirt. He's one of my good mm. mates, so I made, I made sure I got that, got that new season jersey in. But it'll be... Happy to know that I did get myself a Josh Giddy uh, Adelaide 36ers um, jersey as well. So I think that's I, I a do, wise investment. Very good. I do. I do have both jerseys in in the in the in the um, cupboard now. So yeah. So I hope I Bubbles signed it. it for you. No, nah, not yet. I only just got it the other day. So <laughs> I'll make sure I get that done in in uh, in good time. But yeah. So 
no, I've got a soft spot for Adelaide. I like watching the 36ers play. What about uh, NBA? Who do you follow in the NBA? Oh. No, nah, just the Aussies. Most of my, okay. uh, yeah, if I follow the Aussies, um, I was a big 76ers fan when I was young because of Alan Iverson. But, um, yeah, all the Aussies now, I just like seeing them do well and, and watching the Aussies um, perform on the on the big stage. Beautiful. Now, uh, where do you like to sit, courtside or up? At, I'll sort your membership out for you, mate. We'll get you a six membership. Okay? He's always sitting courtside. He's always on the camera. <laughs> I have to admit, I do. I, I am a bit of uh, a bit of a needy person. I, I, I do like sitting around front and centre. It, it, it is a nice place to watch um, to watch sport from. That's for sure. But. Um, it's not no, what you know, Sid. It's not what you know. Sport, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Beautiful, mate. It's been good to chat to you. Continue your nap. Get rested for tomorrow. Big game again against the Sydney Sixers. We've got to get on a winning record, okay? Above 500 in basketball terms. Up the ladder, up to three and uh, four and three. That'd be nice. Uh, good luck tomorrow. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. See you soon. Oh, fantastic. Peter Siddle, strike bowler for the Adelaide Strikers, uh, one of the best. And, geez, it's a big game tomorrow for the Sixers, uh, or against the Sixers, if they can... Knock them off, they get themselves back in the top four and hopefully a, a big surge toward the finals in the Big Bash. Seven for 85. Oh, Nan, uh, the Nan Razorback, <laughs> 16 overs gone. So they need uh, probably too many. 40 oh, odd off four overs over 10 too far. No, and that's And we haven't mentioned Ace Cricket, our, our sponsor. Yes. Our friends, they're actually behind this game. They're actually sponsoring this. Yeah, they're there selling their gear as well. Fantastic. Unreal. AceCricket.com.au. We can get there. And uh, if you want $50 voucher on the line, give us a call like double two three double o double o. You can actually buy whatever you want from that website with your $50 voucher. That'd be quite nice. Langhorn Creek and Ian Razorbacks, the only game happening in South Australia today. Tell us after the break. Give us a call now. $50 Ace Cricket voucher. As Sam just said, should DRS be in the, be in the BBL? Oh, back after this. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. Back end of the show now, 12 minutes to 7. Sam Tugwell with Paul Bonzer here this evening on the First 11 Cricket Show. Bonds, we've been updating throughout the day. The only game occurring in South Australia this afternoon, Langhall Creek versus Nan. And uh, it's gotten to the pointy end. It is 18 overs gone. Nan needs 34 to win. Off the final two overs. <laughs> and, and the Hine brothers are there. The brothers? Mitch and Mitch and Matt. So Mitch is on 21 and Matt's on nine. <laughs> and seven wickets down. Oh, they need great. 34 off two. We've got two brothers at the crease. Oh, that's going to uh, that's gonna finish just by the time we're finished, hopefully. So that's good. Yeah. Follow that. Very yeah. nice. Give you an update. That's the Alexandra and Eastern Hills comp. But, yeah. yeah, the only game we could find on today in Adelaide. <laughs> Unbelievable. All thanks to Ace Cricket. $50 voucher for you if you'd like to call in at double Have your say on just about anything we've spoken about tonight. But also, one of the big issues from the week is the DRS. Uh, look, it's been kind of an awkward conversation because in the test arena, we're talking about sort of getting rid of half of it because it doesn't work. But in the Big Bash, we're calling for it. We want it in because we're missing stuff. So it's a strange grey area, but the Big Bash in particular, we've seen some some pretty big howlers missed. Yeah, we have. And it comes from, and it shouldn't be this way. Mm. Like it, it goes to show one thing, that the depth of umpiring just isn't there. So what has happened because of the international games, the best umpires because there's no travel for international mm-hmm. umpires, have been in the test and one-day series. And so maybe the top four or five 
Um, the likes of uh, Jared Abood and Paul Rifle are, are umpiring up there, Paul Wilson. Yeah. So, therefore, you have to bring more umpires into the big bash, and it just hasn't gone according to plan. No. It, it's just, yeah, And, look, I think people are frustrated because they know the technology's there, and we watch replays time and time again after the dismissals and whatnot and go, geez, what if we saw it again and we could call the player back and change a game? And fair enough. That's fair enough. But it's when you've got the technology in, in the test arena, which I look at, and we're seeing things like Tim Payne getting given out on something he shouldn't be, where the, the technology is almost being exploited and, and it's used incorrectly and then people are saying you shouldn't have it. So uh, as much as I'd love to think that the Big Bash could be improved a little bit, I've always I've heard this quote before and I love it. It's don't let perfect get in the way of better. And at times we're just trying to search for perfect and it's, you're just never going to get it. So let's just stop looking for it. Exactly right. Lower your expectations. Exactly. Game's, game's better. <laughs> and look, and the Big Bash, I think we all didn't, I, I, I don't know if I'm, it's just me, but I think about five, six years ago when the Big Bash came in and DRS was slowly being introduced into national cricket, people were saying, don't let it into the T20 game. No, 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 no. Like, let the umpire's call be the umpire's call. Let it be. Like, if he's given out bad luck, like, that's how it's always been. Yeah, but when you see a guy get given out LBW when he, comes off the face of the bat and runs it down to finally. Oh, yeah, but it's... it's <laughs> like, been, there have been some absolutely yeah. stinking decisions. Some uh, Tom Cooper being given mm. out LB when he smashes it into... He almost middled it into his pad. Yeah. I think that's where people jump up and down. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think they'll bring it in prior to the finals, but when we hit the finals... Maybe. I think they might just bring DRS in for the finals. It's an expensive... Or some form of it. It's an expensive... Operation Very expensive. DRS. That's the thing. I think that's what people miss is people think it's just some cameras around the ground that are already there and you just show a few replays and get someone upstairs to make a call. To have the hotspot, have the Snicko and have the, well, the, the tracking is already kind of there. I don't think it's the same, um, as what the DRS proper system uses, what they have at the grounds for TV. But all of that combined, it costs about one half million dollars just to set up at a venue per game, is it not? Something around that. It's crazy money. It, it, I th- yeah, I think it's crazy money, but I think that's across the whole season, 1.5 million. Is it? Okay. Yeah. But still, it's, it's expensive. They don't have the money for However, that. However, maybe, yeah, maybe we can, like Andrew Simons has been saying, maybe we can just use the TV replays if yeah. we have to. Yeah, well, maybe the, the third umpire version. can overturn the howlers. That's all it has to be sometimes, probably. And we accept the rest. Yeah, because if it's that, if if it's such a howler, you'll know on a a clear replay, just a basic camera replay, what what's going on. So, no, that's an interesting one. Eight double two three double o double o. You can always have your say here on the program. Bonds, you're looking at your phone. I reckon there's an update from Langhorn. One over to go. Oh boy. <laughs> Man need 24 runs oh, off, off the final over. It's still possible. It's still possible. <laughs> You're telling me you got a chance. <laughs> I love that. I'm absolutely loving that. Hey, we've seen some ripper catches speaking Big Bash mm. over the last couple of nights. Uh, since we last saw each other, two classics. Two absolute classics. I'll start with this one. Yes. Darcy Short. Yes. Bowling for the Hurricanes. Bowling his tweakers. And he's had it smoked back. I can't quite remember who the batsman was now. Tom Cooper. It was. That's right. It was Tom Cooper. Smokes it back at him. Split second. Not even a split. Like he wouldn't even thought of. It was just reaction. Puts the uh, the left juke out. Grabs it in the in the hand. And I don't reckon he's even looked at it. He's just plucked it out of the air. And Tommy's the most unfortunate man in the world. Caught and bowled. Um, one of the great catches. But last night, I reckon we were. That was trumped quite highly. So far, the catch of. 
the BBL, Mackenzie Harvey fielding at uh, backward point, and Alex Hale smoked a full toss off uh, Perry, Mitch Perry, and uh, he took an absolute hanger, which I'm sure most people would have seen on social media. Superman. Uh, or watched it live last night. It was Superman style and got two hands to it. It was a, it was a goalkeeper catch. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it, I guess. Uh, amazing. And, and Aaron Finch actually said something interesting just after that. Said that Mackenzie Harvey is the best fielder in world cricket. Oh, wow. that's a big rap for a kid. Huge rap. <laughs> Must he, be pretty good if you're taking catches. He, he's that. a bit of a freak, apparently, in the field. But <laughs> yes, that's, amazing. I love, and that's what you come to the Big Bash for: great catches like that, um, and entertainment at all times. Now, another thing which has just caught us off guard the other day was, and I, I didn't actually hear it, but there was a suspension and a fine to our former South Australian Adam Zampa. He was he was fined and suspended, so he was suspended for one game. And fine two and a half grand for what they said was audible obscenity. 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 Sorry, I, I'm I'm absolutely <laughs> gutted and shocked. <laughs> like who? What? What's wrong with that? What? I just. What's he? What's he? What's he done? <laughs> He's done that and uh, too loud for the TV and therefore gets a little fine. Bonds, that's not. Good enough. You should know working in radio, the microphones are always on. Mate, they are always on. I'm being careful here. <laughs> but that just that just put me up the wrong tree. <laughs> no, seriously, we'll stop. <laughs> just having a bit of fun. Um, honestly, it just... I'm, it's funny because uh, we've heard it that many times on a stump mic, but he got done for it this time. Well, again, <laughs> again, the Big Bash is a family yes, is. game, and that's what they target. They target yeah. the kids and the families, and uh, I'm sure when they sign their Big Bash contract, that's part of the contract, uh, that if you uh, get caught using verbal obscenities, <laughs> you're going to have a little holiday, and uh, Zampa is. Just be careful what you Say, okay, next time, just be careful. The mics are always on. I haven't got my finger on that beat button, so I'm not saying anything. Uh, we're just having a bit of fun. Of course, we don't tolerate it. Hey, we've come to the end of another show. First one for the new year. Very excited. Did we get a result at Langhorn Creek before we go? We have a result. Have we? Just Today. snuck it in. Langhorn Creek are the T20 champions. Uh, Man finished eight for 115. Good effort. But uh, Langhorn Creek... Uh, win by 15 runs. They gave it a good shake at the end there. Well done. Uh, eight down, two. Well done. Um, the only game in SA got a good plug today. All thanks to Ace Cricket. Well done to them. You can always have your say on the show. We'll be back again next Saturday, Bonds, as plenty more plays out. Will we be at the SCG for the third test? Third test will be somewhere, and we'll be here. We certainly will be. Give us a call next week. We look forward to your company. Coming up very, very soon, plenty more talk back here on 5AA.